0: Hey, 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 welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast. I am your host, the capacity coach, Nicole Rohn, and I am so excited that you are here. This is the safe space where we talk openly and honestly about all the competing priorities we have on a regular basis. And I share my wisdom, tips, tricks, and resources on how to help you manage your capacity so that you can flow effortlessly and flourish tremendously. Speaking of tips, tricks, tools, and resources, this episode is being brought to you by the Flow and Flourish Toolkit. Yes, I have put everything I know and everything I teach about into a toolkit that is a digital download as well as 20 different mini courses. So if you have not gotten it already, make sure you head on over to my website to get the toolkit And the link is also here for you right in the show notes. In the meantime, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Flow and Flourish podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. I am going to jump right into today's episode because we are talking about breaking cycles. And this means a lot to me for many different reasons. Number one, because I've witnessed myself, my sisters, my brothers, you know, close friends and family members, as well as all of these wonderful people that I've met along this journey be the cycle breakers, the cycle breakers of so many different things that are passed down from generation to generation that try to come up against us and keep us right where we are. But we're not having that. And I think that it's time that we recognize, especially during Women's History Month, The cycles that each of us are breaking in our individual and collective personal and professional lives. Now, the other reason that this is so important to me is because my dad, who y'all know I love so very, very much. You know, one of the things that he was doing before he passed away was actually writing a book called Breaking the Cycle. And it really focused a lot on his journey and his experiences in ways that he broke the cycle as a black man and so although he did not get a chance to finish it there are some things in the works between my siblings and I to really bring that to fruition but this is in part in honor of what he taught me and how I've been able to continue that and break cycles in my own way as well and so I'm going to be sharing a couple of different things today are y'all ready because this is a good one Because there is so much to really cover or that I could talk about when it comes to breaking the cycle, I really had to narrow it down to a couple of different buckets. And so I'm going to be focusing on three different areas that I have seen myself, the people I admire. My friends, family, and other people around me work hard and actually do the work to break cycles in these different areas. And so the first one that I'm gonna talk about is mindset. Of course, right? We gotta start there. Wherever you are today is a result of your mindset. And wherever you're trying to be in the future is gonna be a result of your mindset. And that's not new news, right? Like I'm not telling you something that you don't already know. But what most people don't talk about is how the struggle is real when it comes to really, number one, being aware of what that mindset is that you hold. And then how do you shift that? Like when you come from a place where everything that you see is not your ideal circumstances or how you want to live your life, and you have people around you telling you that your ideas are crazy or that don't make no sense, or even making you feel bad because you want more it can take a toll on you. And I remember specifically when my dad was talking to me about entrepreneurship and when he decided he wasn't gonna work for anybody anymore. He decided he was gonna start his own business, but there really weren't too many people around him at the time that were doing that. So he was told, you can't do this, you can't do that. It makes no sense, get a regular job. And he had to check his mindset. And that applies to me and all of you who are listening Because I know for a fact, there are some things that are brewing in you that maybe nobody else has done before. Maybe you're the first to do it. Like I talked about last week, maybe you're that trailblazer. Your mindset is what's going to help you to do it anyway. I have a love-hate relationship with R. Kelly, but I'm going to go ahead and quote him. He said, if you believe it, you can achieve it. And that is where it starts. You have to believe in yourself more than anybody else on the planet. And on top of that, you have to believe with all of your might that what you're trying to do and what you want to do is possible. In my collaboration book, I talk about this a little bit because I shared the details of how I got into this capacity space and how my mindset had to shift dramatically for me to walk away from my husband, for me to believe that I could get a job that paid me the same if not more money, closer to where I lived. And this goes back to even when I left that abusive relationship. While I was in it, my mindset was that I couldn't do any better, that I didn't deserve better, that it would be impossible for me to leave because of X, Y, and Z. But the moment I changed my mindset in each and every one of these situations, opportunities seemed to fall out the sky. My confidence and competence grew because I started to see things in another light. And so I want to encourage you today to really take some time and check your mindset. What kind of limiting beliefs are you holding on to about what it is that you're trying to do? Whether it's growing your business, leaving a relationship, getting a new job, raising your kids. It's only as hard as you think it is. Not to say that there aren't going to be some real deals, struggles, and hurdles and things that you need to get over. But your mindset is everything. One of the mindsets that I personally have had to deal with is learning to be okay with what I want. Everybody don't have to agree. Everybody don't have to get it. But wanting more for myself, for my family, and wanting a certain lifestyle is okay. And it's possible. There are a lot of things that I wasn't able to see my mom do. There are a lot of things I wasn't able to see my dad do but their history doesn't have to be my future. And I think for my siblings and I, that has propelled us to do some amazing things. I talk about my sister who started, you know, one of the few black-owned beauty supplies in the Chicago area, and how amazing of a success that business was. I think about one of my brothers who has been through so many different things, but is pretty close to being the number one salesperson in the U.S. for Range Rover and Jaguar. Our upbringing didn't look like that. When I say we were on the struggle bus, y'all, we were on the struggle bus. But combined with, of course, faith and mindset, we've been able to achieve some great things. And it started with making up in our mind that we weren't gonna do things in some of the ways that our parents did, that we weren't gonna allow our current circumstances to dictate our futures. And that seems to be a common thread, especially with a lot of the people who are in my circle now. A lot of the women that I've met on this journey over the last three or four years, we all sit and talk about shifting our mindset and what that looks like and how to do it. And so if you are someone who is intentionally or unintentionally breaking a cycle, your mindset is gonna be everything. Another mindset shift that comes up for me Specifically, it is really around self care. And I know that's a buzzword. We see self care Saturday, self care don't care, all of those different things. But I have had to wrap around my mind and literally shift my mind to understand that self care is required. It's not a luxury, it's not a nice to have. And it's different because my mom, my aunties, my grandmother, You know, none of them really practice self-care the way that we do now and being intentional about it. I have seen every single woman I know self-sacrifice, give from an empty cup with a hole in it and then be frustrated at their current circumstances. And that's not the kind of life that I want to live. That's not the kind of life that I want my daughter and sisters to live. So this radical movement towards self-care, self-preservation over being the end-all for everybody else, because that's what a good woman is supposed to do, is a cycle that we're breaking. And we should be proud of that. We are literally setting the tone for other people after us to walk into their purposes, to align their values and needs with their actions, and to create the life that they desire on their terms. And that's huge. Because that takes us off of autopilot. That takes us out of not knowing better so we don't do better. And it really positions us to continue to set the world on fire, not only with the things that we bring to the table, but to create these tables, okay? There are still a whole lot of people that are staying attached to people, places, and things that they have outgrown that no longer serve them because of their mindsets. So in this season, I'm all about making sure that we all have the courage, the capacity and the tools and resources to bury those mindsets and move forward. That's what breaking a cycle is about. So let's talk about this next one. What I want to talk about next is breaking this money cycle, this poverty cycle. Okay, because this is huge. Now, I told you all that we were on the struggle bus and that means from. Section 8 to food stamps, evictions, getting lights cut off. And that's no shade to my parents. I know that my parents did the best that they could do with what they had. But I'm fortunate enough to not have had to have my children go through that. And the same with my siblings. So because of our mindsets, we've been able to make big money moves. And y'all know I hear Cardi B in my head, so... (laughs) I hear it. It's playing in the back of my mind. But we've been able to do some big things from my sister buying one of the biggest, most beautiful houses that I've seen in my entire life, to my brother making more money than he knows what to do with, and to me being at the top of the HR chain, bringing in six figures, and then transitioning into entrepreneurship. And for me, that has looked like Year one of my business, I maybe made, I don't know, $7,000. And then in year two of my business, netting almost six figures. Like that's huge. That's a really big deal. And I know that that may be the story for a lot of you who are listening as well. Breaking that poverty cycle is everything because money gives you access to resources. It allows you To be in neighborhoods that people who look like us don't traditionally get to live in and get access to the schools and resources there. And so, breaking this cycle of poverty literally is everything to me. Now, I know we are on the brink of a recession and that we are post COVID, the world has changed, and all those things. But let me tell you this the way my mental capacity is set up, I could care less. Am I aware? Of course. But that means that I'm preparing and I'm doing things to make sure that I don't ever have to experience any of the poverty-stricken things that I had to experience growing up. And a lot of that goes back to mindset, because I know for a fact I have, I can, and I will always do whatever it takes to be financially stable. And even beyond being financially stable, I want to thrive. I'm so over paycheck to paycheck. That's a part of my history and it will not be a part of my future because I've seen it. I know that it doesn't have to be that way. I have access to the tools and resources that maybe my parents didn't have access to. I've learned about money, my relationship with money, my mindset around money. And that's allowed me to be in the position that I'm in today. Is there more for me to learn? Of course. Like I love learning and I don't think that you can know everything. But let me tell you what, knowing what I know does, it allows me to teach my children and to put them in a position to be much more well-off than I am. And I don't know about you, but we did not have conversations about money growing up. What I can remember is my mom saying things like money is too tight to mention or money don't grow on trees and things like that. And I also remember thinking, feeling, and believing that things had to be tight that that was just the way of the world. But that is not the case. And so overcoming even this poverty mindset has been an entire shift for me. And I'm proud of what I've been able to do. And I'm proud of all the people I know who are also learning how to overcome that. So if that's you, do what you need to do to continue to make sure that you don't go backwards. And one of the big things for me I'll probably say the number one thing outside of, of course, budgeting and money management has been investing in myself and my business. That's a whole shift. And it's honestly a game changer. I think back to, I think it was 2019. Yeah, it was 2019. Actually, the end of 2018. It was the first time that I made a major investment in my business. And it was actually the catalyst for me starting the business, because I think I got all of my paperwork together shortly after this event that I'm about to tell you about. But I remember reading Marshawn Evans' book, Believe Bigger, because I'd heard about it on Patrice Washington's podcast. And I remember looking in the back of the book and seeing how much she charged for one on ones, masterminds and all of that. And I told myself that if she ever had an opportunity for me to meet her and learn from her, I would do it. So I get this email, I'm invited to this call, and I hear about a conference that she's doing in Atlanta. Now, at the time, I was definitely still living paycheck to paycheck. So the way my bank account was set up, the cost to attend the conference, which I think was either 3000 or $3,500, was not immediately accessible to me. But when I tell you that I made a way, I made a way. I borrowed money. I may have even taken out a payday loan at that point. I don't remember. But I made a way to get there because I knew in my spirit I needed to do it. Now, I didn't know that it would be the first of many investments that I made. But what I will say is that it absolutely changed my life because it allowed me to get so much further ahead than DIY and stuff and spending my capacity, right, my time, my energy, my resources on trying to figure stuff out on my own. And that investment allowed me to really shift my mind and to see what it means to invest in yourself. And so now I don't have a problem investing in things that I know are going to propel me forward. Because I know it's just that it's an investment. And I'm always going to get a return on my investment as long as I do the work. And don't get me wrong. I'm all about taking advantage of free resources. And that's why I create free resources as well. But I also learned on this path to overcoming poverty that oftentimes there's no transformation without transaction. And you can thank Patrice for that because that's where I heard that from. But it's true. Every single time that I have invested in myself or invested in my business, there's been a transformation. And so, if you are listening to this and you are on the fence about investing in yourself or your business, and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's going to help you get to where you're trying to go, what are you waiting for? Do you need to check your mindset? And this isn't even about me or any of the things that I offer. If this is for you, you know it's for you because I've been there. I've been scared. And when you come from a place where you do believe that money is too tight to mention, you refrain from spending high dollar amounts on things that you believe you can do yourself. But oftentimes, that's just going to keep you in circles. And it literally is one of the things that I talk about in my toolkit as well. Some of the capacity mindset shifts that we need to adopt around DIYing how it ends up costing us more time, more money, more energy. And so if you are on this journey to continue to break a cycle around money, elevating your finances, and thriving in your cash flow pillar, then sis, I'm going to need you to invest in something that's going to help you get there sooner, quicker, faster. And put that fear and lack and poverty mindset behind you because it's not going to serve you, not where you're trying to go, not with what you've been called to do, It's bigger than you. On this same note, one of the things that I have also learned as I've grown out of this lack mentality around money and managing it is that I pay in a heartbeat for things that are gonna give me back my time. But that is literally a whole nother conversation. Like I'm not driving 30 minutes to a different grocery store because the bread is a dollar cheaper. Do you know how much time and gas it spent me to get there? Like, think about that. There are so many other examples that I can give, but I know for me, that was (laughs) one thing that I did. So as you're listening to this, I really want you to think about all the ways that you are breaking cycles around money and ask yourself, what can I do to take it to the next level? And whatever that answer is that you come up with, work on that. If that means putting yourself in the same circle of people who know how to do what it is that you don't know how to do, do it. There's nothing wrong with that. If we want to really thrive and get out of survival mode and flow and flourish, then it means doing the work and putting yourself in the right spaces and places. Okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox. (laughs) So this last and final one is probably the one that I'm most proud of out of all the things that I've mentioned. And it's about modeling, modeling behavior. Because let me tell you this, I grew up in the generation of do as I say, not as I do. And I can remember how frustrating that was as a kid, as a teenager, hearing and seeing My parents and those older than me tell me to do certain things, but they weren't doing them themselves. I vowed like most of us do when we're little, right? That I would not parent that way, that I would do things differently. And then I became a parent and I realized how hard it is to do that. But I'm super proud of the way that I've been able to model and walk the talk when it comes to all the things that I'm telling you all. Especially when it comes to being a parent. So, as much as I sit here and preach and teach about taking care of myself and making times for the things that I value, I do that. When I talk about choosing between things that are essential versus important, I do that. And I model that in every single day and every single way that I live my life. And one of the things that was the hardest for me to really walk the talk on was healthy relationships. Now, of course, you know, with my husband, I modeled what it's like to set boundaries around what I need, what I want, and what our family needs. And do you know who's the beneficiary of that? My children. When I talk about having work-life balance and working at a place that is aligned to my values or aligned to what I need to be bringing in, I modeled that. And even when I think about healthy relationships, My husband and I get to model that every single day for our children because I didn't see that growing up either. My parents didn't have healthy relationships. And even after they, you know, remarried, they still didn't really have healthy relationships. And again, that's no shot at any of them. They did the best with what they could, but I did not see that. And for me, I want to make sure that when my children grow up, They know what it looks like. They have a real life walking, talking example of what communication looks like, what conflict resolution looks like, what saving money, planning your time, and taking care of yourself looks like because that's what matters. At the end of the day, our kids are gonna do what they see and not what we say. And so how we show up is more important than anything that can come out of our mouths. If there is one thing that I know that I know that I know that I've done right, it's leading by example. It's modeling particular behaviors. And that's not to say that I haven't made any mistakes because Lord knows I am not perfect. There have been quite a few mess ups along the way, but that makes me human. And my kids get to see that too. How do you handle failure or rejection or difficult circumstances? So how do you show up in that? What are you showing the people that you love the most, that you have the most influence over, that are under your roof? Or if you have adult children, believe me, they're still looking to you because I still call my mom and ask for advice. I still think about situations that I've been in, that she's been in, and compare the two scenarios and outcomes. They're always gonna watch you. You are their very first example of how to carry yourself, what to expect and what to accept from other people. So you got to be mindful, careful, and intentional about how you're showing up in every single area of your life. If leading by example is something that you believe your kids need to see. So if you say you value self-care, but you run yourself ragged, taking care of everybody else but yourself, and then turn around and tell your daughter that she needs to practice self-care, but she's not seeing you do it, that's a mixed message. That's confusing, and it's frustrating. And I've said before, I remember having my daughter sit me down about five years ago and tell me that, and it changed my life. So I want to ask you, do your actions match your words? What are you modeling? And if there's a particular cycle that you're trying to break, How are you showing, not telling, how to do that? Because actions will always speak louder than words. And if the actions don't match the words, then the math ain't mathing. Let's make sure that how we want to show up actually is how we're showing up, okay? So that is really what I have for you in this episode, you guys. Listen, I know that there are plenty of us that are out here breaking cycles. Again, this could be intentionally unintentionally, and we're doing it in so many different ways. And so I have two asks for you. Number one, after you listen to this podcast, I want you to do one of two things. A, you come and you find me in the social media streets and you tell me, how are you breaking cycles? What cycle are you breaking and how are you doing it? Because I know I am not the only one that's on this journey or B, you send me a message. Y'all know you can DM me, you can email me, hello at nicolerone.com and share with me there because I know that this is touching so many of us. We are so busy creating a better life for ourselves, for the people and our friend and family groups, and even in the places that we work and the businesses that we run. So come on out and tell me how you are breaking cycles in your personal and professional life. And then I think I said I had two things that I was charging you with today. So the second one is to make sure that you take the time to rate and review this podcast. Listen, I pour my heart and soul in here and I do it because I do want us all to have the capacity to show up and do all the things that we want to do, the things that we need to do, And more importantly, the things that God has ordained and divinely assigned us to do. And I cannot do my job if I don't have folks that are sharing and reviewing the podcast. So please, please, please take some time after you listen to this episode. Take a couple of minutes and rate and review this podcast. Now, next week, I do have a bonus special episode and I cannot wait to share it with you. So make sure that you come on back. And as always, I thank you so much for being the best part of this podcast, for using your capacity to listen to this and for taking the time to share it with those who you know need to hear it, who may need some uplifting and encouragement or a push or maybe a couple of the edges snatched as well, right? So thank you for that. And until next week, I thank you for allowing me to be your guide on this journey to creating work-life balance and designing a life on your terms without ever having to sacrifice yourself, your family, and what matters most. Talk to you next week.